Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Rushi Odia. Rushi is a customer support and sales consultant for SaaS companies. He has worked with organizations like IP Burger, ProProfs, and RBR as a developer, email marketer, customer support executive, customer success manager, public relations manager. CCO and customer support consultant. He holds expertise in streamlining the onboarding process, pre sales inquiries, email funnels, tech and billing support, customer advocacy, building and managing a remote and in house support team. Rushi also streamlines the whole support department and works with cross functional teams to enhance the service and product, as well as the website and landing pages as per customers' feedback. Rushi, Great to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. And thank you for having me over here in this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you kind of walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now? Well, as you said, I'm working as a customer support consultant with uh, SaaS startups and established organizations. I primarily work with SaaS companies, but since the last six to eight months, I've also been working with some giant e-commerce companies and they have a good success ratio. Well, it all started when I was doing my undergraduate course. Since then, I had a zeal and enthusiasm for entrepreneurship. I started small by joining an entrepreneurship club, you know, like there are these clubs out there into the colleges and universities. Absolutely. I, yeah, so I still remember that club was initiated by Professor Ravi Bagri in our institute. And only I and a friend of mine joined that particular club. So it was a very small start, start out there. Slowly and gradually, uh, we started doing some activities and then it converted into an entrepreneurship cell. But that entrepreneurship club was a life-changing experience for me. I and a friend of mine who joined this club, we together co-founded a startup called Rotodil.com. It was basically for exchanging used books online for the students. Well, the goal over there was definitely to earn money. And what we were providing to students is that they can exchange their books with their juniors and their seniors for free. So they do not have to spend money on the books. It kicked off very well. We had more than like 2,500 registered users in the first three months itself. 
That's a good number, right? Yeah, absolutely. However, we did not succeeded with that startup and then we closed it after the hard work of more than two years. After we shut it down, we then discussed its case study with a few great entrepreneurs and uh, who were in touch with us. And then we finally found that our concept was good for our target audience. Our website was great. Marketing was up to the marks to get a lot of users. But here comes why we failed. We failed due to the lack of customer support, least engagement mm. of registered users, and a weak customer success policy and poor customer support were the reasons why we failed. After my graduation, I started my career as a web developer and was working with a startup called Recurl Technology Solutions. Working there, I used to code websites and deal with a lot of clients. From there, it was the start of my career as a customer success manager. Working with a startup, you get an opportunity to learn a lot of things and implement a lot of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. I then started taking sessions in various companies for customer success and especially how to convert a lead to a customer. The first SaaS company that I started working with is IP Burger. And fortunately, I'm still working with them as a customer support and sales consultant. I then started getting more and more clients from the SaaS industry. And now also from other verticals like e-commerce and the other service sectors. That's how I reached this position, having the honor to join you on this podcast today. Yeah, outstanding. Definitely. I really like the fact that you encountered a problem with your first startup, the problem that caused its failure and turned that failure into kind of this passion for customer support, customer success, and have become an advocate yeah. for that. Just yeah. just kind of curious, I know you touched on a couple of customer support style issues that happen with the startup, but what would you have done differently if you could go back and in the business for that startup? Well, if I can go back now to that particular business, the first thing, uh, as I mentioned, I would have improved my customer support. And next thing was retaining the customers. Like a lot of people used to sign up on our website because we definitely, we were into the college and we had a lot of like 7,000 students in the same college where we were studying. Also, there are more than 14 colleges out there in my city itself. So we had a huge market out there. We used to get a lot of customers as we implemented the marketing strategies. But then the issue came that people were not active onto the website. They were not actually giving importance to the website for grabbing this books for free or at a minimal cost. So yeah, retention was the thing that I would have focused more. Awesome. Yeah, definitely makes sense. It's a, a lot of focus in sales and marketing is, is definitely put on getting new customers. However, you know, those returning customers can be your best source revenue for your company. They're already familiar with your brand. You know, you've already done the hard work and labor to kind of get them into your ecosystem. It only makes sense to put effort on keeping them there. And especially in businesses that have recurring billing models, SaaS, membership programs, you know, personally, I feel like you have to sell yourself. You have to sell your company to your customer every month. Every month you have to sell to them. So Absolutely. You know, when it comes to 
the intersection of you know customer support, technology, sales, and even marketing. What do you see as trends that are happening today in business, or even uh, or in your business, or what you've seen, or even in the next you know one to two years? Well, uh, when it comes to an amalgamation of marketing, sales, and customer support, this makes up a complete chain of acquiring a customer and retaining the customer and providing them the service. Like it is not something that you will love to hear if you have spent years on learning all marketing theories, which used to help you build value proposition strategies. They are not valid anymore. The famous four P's you must be knowing, right? The product, price, place, and promotion. Yep. They are no more effective because of this digital world is evolving in an extremely quick pace and it has changed it all, right? I yep. believe instead of uh, four P's, four E's, four E's are more effective, which embodies engagement, experience, exclusivity, and emotion. I'll repeat the four E's. Engagement, experience, exclusivity, and emotions. There are a lot of other companies selling in the same service or product that you are selling. Their prices are the same as yours or even less. Quality is as good as yours or even better. So what is something in you or your company or your service or your product that will bring in more customers and will make them stay with you? It is the experience that you give them. Do you agree with this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, customer experience is what turns people from, you know, first-time customers into returning customers into really raving fans of your product or of your service. I mean, if you think about the brands that people are most passionate about, um, they're propelled by, you know, just what their customers say about them. I mean, an easy way to see is if, you know, the name of the company comes up, the first thing that comes to someone's mind is positive. So like, for example, when you think about Amazon, you think about two-day shipping, you know, amazing customer support. Zappos, you think overnight delivery, amazing customer support, even stuff like, you know, non-product based businesses like CrossFit, right? These kind of cult style businesses that are fueled by not just creating a good product, but delivering it, right? The customer experience is not just about the actual product, but the experience around it, you know, how it's presented, how it's delivered. So I definitely agree with that. When it comes to marketing strategies, those traditional ways of promotion still work. But there are many more non-traditional ways that a few startup and companies are already implementing them. One of the best ways of marketing is to build various lead pools. Lead pools are basically sources uh, where you gather your prospects and then you start converting them one by one. One of the best examples is building up a forum. We did it recently for one of our customers. And it's been three years now since we started it for them. Currently, that forum is bringing in sales of more than thirty to 40,000 US dollars every month. So this is a power of non-traditional marketing strategies as well. Like you build lead pools, you convert people from them. And this is a kind of ongoing source for your leads. And it also gives you a good business. And uh, nowadays, I also see that influencer marketing is the key to reach out to your prospects. 
you can assume bloggers and vloggers and other influencers have the power of shaping consumer opinions internet users are more willing to trust a recommendation from a favorite youtuber rather than from a brand because everyone now knows like everyone be saying goody goody about their brands influencers are genuine and trustworthy at least that's what people think about this and thus people believe in what they say i believe we live in the time when one thing is being said on the traditional media and another thing people see through different channels this inconsistent image evokes big confusions among the customers especially the youngsters who are well versed with searching a lot of things and then purchasing one particular thing or particular service information broadcast on traditional media is often perceived as lies to overcome this a few brands have already started jaw dropping marketing strategies you must be knowing recently burger king that's one of the leading burger sellers right they developed an application with augmented reality they asked their fan base to take a photograph of their competitor's banner in the in the application and it will show the poster burning it will literally show you in the application that the poster is burning if you burn your competitor's posters or banners on your application you will receive some free food for them isn't this interesting like isn't this a very new kind of marketing strategy yes yeah, because it's interactive you know you are usually with a company like you said burger king the only interaction you're having with them is really when they want you to buy something right you see the commercial yeah. you may hear it on the radio for people who still listen to the radio you know you may see coupons in the paper for people who still read the paper or you know billboards and outdoor yeah. media that type of stuff but by engaging the customer in a way that's it's sales oriented right i mean you burn it and you get a coupon yeah. so i mean they do of course want you to buy something that's fine and but and customers do love this they do love this new strategies like even everyone would like to try this once yeah you know people want to be engaged in an interesting and fun way you know they want to be entertained at yeah. the end of the day people want to be educated and entertained i know burger king's not really doing a lot of education that's fine but you know <laughs> they can definitely entertain right exactly and, they do yeah and just seeing a company try try something even if it doesn't work out it's like well you know what they're trying they're trying to win me over yes, you know yes. that means something and then you try enough and of course you know a percentage of successful you know marketing campaigns and then you kind of yeah. put that in your back pocket you also mentioned your know, personal recommendations as well as influencers and kind of reaching out yes one to one i definitely think we're seeing advertising marketing and sales becoming more and more personalized right um, exactly transitioning over through decades and decades of when mass media or mass advertising was it you know that was the yes, that yeah. was the thing that was the only thing you could do and then there was we had um at least here in the US you know postal delivery the intersection of postal delivery and retail becoming you know direct mail i remember listening yes. to a podcast and that's kind of how the Sears company was they took advantage of that mm. being able to sell remote and then of course the internet that's essentially being able to reach more customers but what i'm that trying is. to say is yeah things are getting more and more personalized down one to one right where and as of, you see yeah. yeah and as you see in this digital world content marketing is a king right art and science are the keys to successful content marketing 
we have already seen the push toward using machine learning to identify behavioral patterns now the next is leveraging this data to create some creative strategies using the artificial intelligence every single interaction that your prospect has with your content is an opportunity to build a relationship with them and ultimately bring them a step closer to making a purchase on the same page if the experience you are delivering isn't personalized to their needs you are going to see an impact a negative one for sure so with this trends going on the next coming up is definitely machine learning and artificial intelligence to deliver personalized content and creative strategies to engage your prospects in a way that they love to see your advertise and they love to interact with them they love to come to your organization maybe to your website maybe to your food store and purchase something yeah definitely and to kind of expand on that i want to ask for well let's start with either or we can start with b2c whatever comes to mind first what type of technology out there um that's readily available for businesses to use to market themselves, whether marketing or through uh, more so what we were talking about with customer retention and customer support. What type of technology is out there that can assist companies in, in delivering that experience to improve the value and experience for the customer and to improve you know, retention for themselves? Well, as we term the word technology, it's very easily available these days. You go on the internet and you can buy a lot of CRMs available for a few bucks every month, right? So this kind of things are already available out there. There are a lot of CRMs available. There are a lot of other things where you can have a conversation with your clients, your prospects. Recently, uh, while I was exploring multiple strategies for one of my clients, we encountered one solution. Like, uh, let's say, on your website, there are people visiting various pages. So in that case, in that particular case, you will be able to see which customer is visiting which web page of yours currently. They are not your registered customers. They are your visitors, right? So they can be identified with some particular ID. Now let's see when uh, they are particularly assigned some ID and we are able to see that they are particularly on this particular page so let's say if uh, they are on the card page and they are not proceeding to check out you can directly pop in from chat box and you can ask them hey do you have any questions let me know i am here when they say no questions and if you feel you are losing them i'll give them a 10 percent discount code that will surely convert them so this kind of strategies of personally interacting with the customers is something that is going to be the future is something that will be giving you a lot of ROI and a lot of sales out there. Yeah, you know, what I think is interesting about what you mentioned is everything as we move through tech sales, marketing, customer service, technology gets better. It's all an iteration of the past, right? Like you mentioned, yeah. um, customer is at or near the, near the point of sale. Now you can have essentially a salesperson, whether an actual person or whether AI, to interject themselves into the process and see if the customer needs help or wants a discount. That's you know someone walking into Macy's and 
you know, you have a sales rep come up. Hey, how can you yeah. know? How can I help you? Have you heard about our sales? It's kind of all relative and all just different iterations of the um, of the. That's the right. Path. Like whenever someone comes to your store, a sales representative will entertain them. Okay, what do you need? Okay, you need this thing. Okay, we have all all these things, and you can see all these things over here. The customer asks, "What's the price?" Okay, this is the price. Then there may be a chance of bargaining between the two. So all these things ultimately is getting back, is getting back into the digital world as well. People, especially the customers, they need this exit feeling of shopping into this digital world as well. And that's something we can definitely provide them with this upgrading technologies. Mm-hmm. When it comes to B2B, uh, we discuss a lot of trends right now. And when it comes to applications of these trends into B2B, there's business-to-business segment. Uh, One-to-many marketing model has worked well, as we discussed. But now there are better ones, one-to-one marketing models. I'll specifically mention a term called ABM, account-based marketing. Account-based marketing has been picked up at a good pace by many organizations in 2017 and 18. But these are a few percentage of the organizations that have fully implemented the strategies. There are many more organizations, especially into the B2B segment, that are accepting account-based marketing in 2019. In account-based marketing, you focus on personalized campaigns for a high-value prospects. ABM gives you a higher return on investment that you spend on marketing and sales. In simple words, it is focusing on quality over quantity. This methodology has major attribute of aligning sales and marketing departments into a twin-powered lead generation engines. So you generate the lead and you ultimately sell them via the single person who is interacting with them. By targeting only this high-value prospects, marketers go with cold calls, cold emails, or maybe even custom ad campaigns for them. Everything is hyper-specific and completely dedicated only for a few customers or even only for a single customer. This strategy has proven and capable of converting a Fortune 500 company as well as your client. So these strategies have been emerging since long, but today we see a good amount of implementation. And this is still a very few percentage that has been implemented. There is more yet to come. Along with this marketing and sales strategies, the important part for B2B segment, as we discussed, comes to experience. Okay, once you convert to the once you convert a customer with this kind of uh, specialized marketing campaigns for a particular customer or a prospect of yours, then it comes to the experience while they deal with you before sales as well as after sales. This also ensures a customer is staying for a longer time with your organization. And also, they will have a positive feedback about you. So they will also recommend a lot of organizations to you. This is how a few clients I have got. Like my current clients recommend other people, definitely not your competitors, but the other people. And I get the clients this way with the recommendations because of great experience. Nice. Can you tell us more about your business, your consulting practice? Yeah, I provide consultation services to startups and established organizations. I help them build a customer support department from scratch if they're a startup or help them enhance it to a level where they can fulfill all the customer support needs. Customer support is not only about answering questions to the ticket 
that are raised by the customers or it is not just limited to helping your customers figure out how to use your product or service or your platform it is much much more than that for b2b and b2c segment both overall my consultation services includes making it easier for customers to reach your customer support like i see a lot of uh, giant e-commerce website and giant saas platforms that actually blocks customers to easily reach out to their customer support they show a lot of uh, knowledge base articles they show a lot of faqs and they have a lot of guides prepared so this is where a customer is actually getting you know they are, they are reaching your customer support just because they need some help and when they need some help you are blocking them to directly reach to the customer support that's something we need to highly improve in all the segments the second thing i provide in my consultation services is effectively dealing with your pre-sales inquiries and building up a follow-up funnel like you have already done a lot of hard work you have already invested in uh, making people reach to your website or your platform and generating some ticket for help or for the sales right so if you do not take follow-ups with them or you do not have the right strategy to get back to them you will lose them so why not develop a strategy and build up a follow-up funnel so that you can reach out to them via email or maybe messaging and get them back to your platform that's a kind of a free money right because you have already invested in marketing and getting them to your website we built up uh, recently this kind of follow-up funnel with our customers it's just been two months that we have implemented this kind of follow-up funnel for them initially they were selling around uh, 20 to 25 services every month via support that is someone ask about a pre-sales inquiry and they respond and then they try to convert so this number was only 20 to 25 sales every month but once we implemented this pre-sales inquiries strategy and we also implemented this uh, follow-up funnel now they are getting around 80 to 100 sales every week you understand wow. it was 20 to 25 a month now it is 80 to 100 every week so this has actually increased a lot and they are seeing a good result another consultation services comes of enhancing and automating onboarding processes this is highly important for your customers to get a smoother experience and uh, this will also lower the number of tickets that they generate and the time that they will take to get started using your service or your product then comes the billing support and its automations technical support and its automations and a unique thing that i provide to my customers is a help to build up a self-help system now the self-help system is a very interactive system on the website itself where your customers can interact uh, through the self-help system and can get most of the answers out there and they too love it to interact with the self-help system we eliminate all those uh, faqs and those guides or knowledge base articles and we have a simple very interactive very lucid design self-help system where customers can interact and they can find answers within two to three clicks like they don't have to read a lot and find out their answer it's just two to three clicks they read a few statements and they get the answer this has proved a, a very effective when it comes to lowering the number of tickets and helping your customers very fast like if they generate a ticket for you your customer support executive uh, may take time to respond to them and then they read this so the this old time is eliminated and 
it is done with a simple self-help system out there. Then as we discuss, next thing comes on customer retention strategies, a good term that I pronounce it as customer advocacy and building up a customer success policy for the organization that will enable each and every customer support executive to be on the same page. In most of the time, like uh, whenever we reach to a customer support department of any giant organizations, you must have felt like uh, the customer support executives do not have power to take some decisions, right? Right. They go to their seniors for asking a particular questions, and if they say yes, then the customer support executive will say yes. So it's about giving them uh, proper authorities in a way that the customers will get their answers directly from the bottom line executives who are exactly dealing with the customers. Mm. So overall, it's a full pack of enhancing your customer support department or building them and increasing yourself like 10 times or even we have seen an increase of 50 times or even more than that. Mm, Very interesting. How do you think great customer support can help a company grow better? For my experience and a lot of discussions and debates over this particular thing, there are major two reasons for a startup to fail. One is your product or your service. And the second comes the customer support department or the customer success. We have seen that those people who have great product or they have great services, if they fail in providing a good customer support, they usually get a lot of churn rate. So people leave their services just because of some poor customer support or poor customer success policies. So in this case, the first thing that a great customer support can help is a long-term retention of the customer. You have already worked hard. You have already spent a lot of amount to get that lead and then converting that lead into a customer. You have already done a lot of hard work. So why not have a great customer support to retain them? Other thing that we recently discussed about the sales, a great customer support or maybe a sales team who are dealing directly with the customers, if that is great, if the strategies are good, that can lead to a lot of sales out there that you were already missing out and you did not even know. Like with the customer that I recently discussed, we got a lot of sales with the follow-up funnels and pre-sales inquiries that we now handle. So they did not have this clear idea, okay, we are losing this many number of sales every month. But then once we figured it out, we designed some strategies and we got results. Then we figured out, okay, you are missing this number of cells in it. So overall, customer support is kind of a supporting hand to your company, which is one of the foundation, I guess it is a foundation out there for your company to survive and to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a great explanation. Rishi, it's been very interesting to speak with you. I've really enjoyed hearing your viewpoints on customer support, customer success, sales and marketing. How can people get in touch with you if they want to discuss working with you or just they have some questions about customer support? I have my personal website called hellorushi.com. It is H-E-L-L-O-R-U-S-H-I.com. They can easily reach out to there and uh, contact me via form. Or I can also share my email ID that is rushi at hellorushi.com. 
I'll always be available to help people, maybe into the business or just in case if you want to say uh, hello, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, yeah, so Morgan, uh, if you can also mention my LinkedIn and my website out there below this podcast, people, it will be easy for people to find out me. Yep, absolutely. I can definitely do that. That's awesome. Great. Perfect. Well, it's been great speaking to you, Rushi. You have a great rest of your day. Yeah, it was a pleasure being on this podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.